did that Harry and the Hendersons, but uh, that one was good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No Lithgow, though. Yeah. Well, he, uh, you can't get the Lithgow. You can't. Well, uh, <laughs> not at that point. No. He uh, was at the height. He was John Big Booty and Buckaroo Banzai, and then he just kept <laughs> yeah, of course, running that's the right one that put there. him over the edge. What? That's not to you? I mean, <laughs> to me personally, yeah. Um, I think probably to the to the watching public, uh, it's what, some other movie. It was, what, do you think it was Cliffhanger? <laughs> Definitely Cliffhanger. Oh, I mean, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's gotta be. I've met Stallone. He's not that tall. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good. I like that aside because uh, you're just like, how can I how can I put in here that I've met Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> Well, I could have. I could have waited to us to do a Stallone retrospective. Yeah. Right. And then you could get him on the phone. Because that's... Yeah, of I course. Mean, it's just that's right? how it works. Of course I can get... Hey, hold on. Let me call him up. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, this is... Oh, I'm so nervous. I wasn't prepared. Hey. Hey, Sly. How you doing? Hey, all right, man. How you doing, John? God, that's, oh. that's, that's for people listening at home. That's the actual Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, I'm doing fine, uh, Sly. Yeah, no, just keeping busy. You know, well, keeping busy isn't that. That's good. Sometimes you gotta keep busy with you indoors. You know what I mean? I'm sitting there selling paintings myself. Oh, you're painting now, huh? That's cool. Are you working on anything else? Yeah, I'm working on the script to Demolition Man 2, a movie no one asked for. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No one's asked for that. I think the first one's perfect, but uh, is uh, Wesley Snipes coming back? I am not going to say. I, I saw that movie the other day. Wesley Snipes was in it called Blake. All right, well, so you saw a movie called Blade, and you want to bring Wesley. I mean, that was a. Well, okay. I mean, that sounds cool. I mean, I'll watch it. Yeah. I'm the feeling Demolition Man. I'm two. I'm going to film Cliffhanger, and I'm going to hang on a cliff. Oh, my God. Oh, that's that's okay. Calm down, Sly. Calm down. It's cool. I I, I trust you. You know, I mean, I, I said the joke, like, just a couple of minutes ago about how short you are and how I met you, and how I got your number and stuff. But, you know, I, you, I think you're like a pararescue ice climbing guy. I believe it. Hey, thanks. Hey, man, I'll see you Christmas card. Tell you later. All right, well, later, Sly. Wow. Yeah, He's going to send you a Christmas card? If hey, I he does every card. year. It's great, yeah. Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip-hop. From the roots, Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want, it don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga, let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga. Hello, and welcome to Pop Saga, the podcast where two amazing friends battle various pop culture topics, all the while making sure Aunt May and Miss Lion do not figure out our secret identities. I am John, freelance podcaster, and as always, I am joined by everyone's high school sweetheart, Forrest. How are you doing today, <laughs> Spidey friend? I'm doing good, chum. Um, I, doing I like that. Good. I like that uh, being everyone's. I don't discriminate or exclude. I can be anyone's high school uh, sweetheart if uh, if that's what you like. Um, and if you don't like it, fine. <laughs> 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 oh, just suppo- kidding, guys. 
I'm it was fine. supposed to be a, a pick me up, not to put me down. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was great. It was great. I don't know how I twisted it into 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 uh, some sort of sad reflection, but here we are. This is not a very special episode of Saved by the Bell, although I imagine we will talk about that at some point. Oh, at the one where she's all like hopped up on goofballs. Oh, right. I mean, that was a very special episode of Saved by the Bell. I certainly i was there for it i remember it um diet pills diet pills gotta make you do good on tests that's what i learned from that one (laughs) yeah well she couldn't sleep she had to do well it shows how our education system is broken yep yeah Yeah. saved by the bell had its uh had really had its uh finger on the pulse of uh the socio-economic challenges of the day yeah so did punky brewster don't go hiding in a abandoned refrigerator folks yeah that's true unless you're indiana jones and in which case that refrigerator might prove to be your saving grace well i mean you know that was like the death of him afterwards because that refrigerator probably had like asbestos lining or something because i don't know anything about refrigerators post like 2000 um and he was in it and then he got irradiated Maybe it was lead line uh, refrigerator. I don't know, but you know that ended up killing him later on. Yeah, probably. Maybe, or maybe he comes back, and the next one there they keep perpetually trying to to uh, to to start, and he like you know maybe there's a, a situation where they're sort of uh, starving in the desert, and what's this? He hadn't noticed this before. There's a handle on his chest. <gasps> He's part refrigerator now. <laughs> Oh no, I thought you were going to be like, what's this? He has a weird growth on his back. Oh no. Yes, no, no, no. No, let's, like, like I said, we're trying to get away from this dark reflection stuff. No, no, oh, he's, oh, yeah, he's yeah. been irradiated and in, in the tradition of, uh, that sort of permeates the, the, the medium we're going to talk about today, uh, he, the, the gamma rays of that nuclear explosion transformed him and and melded him with that refrigerator and I now he you. is indiana jones yeah he's a uh, refrigerator man yeah so like he's like indie frigidaire yeah exactly he pulls yeah. out a nice he pulls out a uh, a chilled pepsi and all of a sudden uh mutt lang is ready to go <laughs> he's all uh, you, you, you want a sandwich uh. <laughs> Uh, looks like I got a, quite a few things in here. Yeah, I, I, I like beer. Yeah, my my Indiana <laughs> Jones sounds like Edgar from uh, Men in Black, the the uh, the the space bug in the Edgar suit. <laughs> Mine is just mumbles. <laughs> yeah, yours is pretty. I like I like yours. Yours is pretty close. But um, I like the idea of Indiana Jones like a mashup with him, him turning into a refrigerator, very <laughs> like Turbo Team. Yeah, I feel like it really would justify like take that haters that you, who's going to complain now about the refrigerator scene because it led to this awesome Indiana Jones style superhero. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you you fucking hated the fourth one, but you'll love the fifth one. <laughs> Just you wait. And guess what? He that rubber snake makes a comeback too. 
Yeah, oh, that, that snake you used as a rope to get out of that quicksand that was, like, the, the stretchiest snake you've ever seen. Guess what? That's his, like, arm now. And now he's got Mr. Fantastic powers. And he can keep a a, a one Pepsi and a one sandwich. It's a very small fridge. I like his, how you uh, keep going test. back to Pepsi. You don't think he's a Coke dude? <laughs> no, no. I think, um, I think whoever is writing this, this new Indiana Jones is... Um, well, Owned first off, KFC? he's being paid off by by Pepsi, but uh, it's the choice of a new generation. <laughs> Pepsi, if I got of, Pepsi. Of uh, Indiana Jones films. Yeah, he's like, yeah, uh, you get me any Coca-Cola, I'll, yeah. I'll shoot I, you. I mean, I personally am a, I'm a Coke man. Uh, Coke till I'm broke, as, as, as I say, as you know. Well, uh, Coke, if you're listening and you feel like sponsoring us, like, uh, feel free. Yeah, Coke Zero. Coke Zero. I don't care how many studies tell you, the ingredients may give you cancer. Coke Zero. <laughs> just kidding. God. Just, I mean, I'm obviously just joking. Lawyers out there, put your lawyer pens away. I, I enjoy a Coca-Cola. Um, and uh, as, a, as a resident of a first world country, I get to ignore um, the... Uh, what they do around the world so uh go on polluting i'm gonna keep shooting that coke into my face (laughs) (laughs) well you got the diplomatic community right right i mean you do well Um, i do officially but i'm gonna uh, i'll just move to st john's wart where what is your place called (laughs) (laughs) no it's glencoe unlocks okay that's a little callback for the fans of the podcast if you've been listening up until this point and you recognize that reference give yourself a gold star on your pop saga card 50 more and you will be eligible for a free sandwich at nowhere at your own house you gotta make it yourself an indie frigidaire (laughs) yeah this right segment. from the indie refrigerator so look out for that when that comes out well congratulations everybody this segment was brought to you by fanta tastes best in the united states doesn't taste too great anywhere else except is Japan. that a, is that that a, is a fact? fact yes Can wow confirm. i am i'm excited to be in the presence of not only a lord of scotland but also uh a a lord fanta of fanatic. soda yeah you're a <laughs> a, a, a fantastic tick now that doesn't work but <laughs> max little... mask of the fan to nope 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 uh, <laughs> it's a fantastic nope nope yep. can't still yeah. still trying to get it to work but you know what um let's leave fanta shooting mainlining coca-cola into the face mm-hmm. and uh refrigerator indiana jones with a rubbery snake arm and a, a <laughs> taste gold. for pepsi co uh, I, I'm gonna go a rear. I, I'm gonna just start. I know you're trying to desperately to steer us this ship back to go on right course. Back. Of course you are. But uh, I just want to say, uh, Spielberg, if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> you. you know our you know our uh, email address. If you want, if I want to get a little, if you want, I would be happy with just the story by credit. If you want to use this idea in the long gestating sequel. Uh, to Indiana Jones 4. That's fair. You know what, uh, Mr. Spielberg, if you are listening, please give him the written by or... Uh, story, just like, story. Just like an story. extra story by credit. Or additional yeah. detail, you know, yeah. uh, additional story elements written. Yeah. 
Um, and it just by... keep forest. Don't you don't need to add me to it. I I feel like okay. <laughs> Additional elements for the screen created by the the podcast pop song. <laughs> then a link, a hyperlink. No, no, a QR code in the credits <laughs> that people can no, scan. No, no, a scratch a sniff card. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, look, we we like to remind you of old stuff. Uh, what's a QR code? I know what a yeah, QR code is. Anyway, please, please continue. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, the PepsiCo robots want me to say next. What is today's episode about? Ah, uh, yes. Well, today's episode is about the 1981 cartoon Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Spider-Man and his amazing friends, Iceman and Firestar. Yep, <laughs> that's, that's kind of eloquent. And and more specifically, season one, episode two, the fantastic Mister Frump. Yes, uh, episode near and dear to my heart yep and um so i think that we should give a little context a little background on this one this one is a little unique um when you compare it to the other things that we've been talking about on the podcast so far this is something that i have never seen up until i saw it for this show um so this is not part of uh i have no nostalgia link to that and um i think that's gonna play a very big part (laughs) Yeah, that's our discussion that's, today. Yes, that's the reason why I recommended it. So, um, I grew up watching this in reruns, um, just because you know any any superhero is better than no superhero, and this uh, the look, the feel, the sounds of this is kind of what I see when I see these characters or hear them in other mediums. I always just kind of think of uh spider specifically spider-man and his amazing friends not necessarily the spider-man cartoon that was just a by its own thing this series um yeah ran for 24 episodes Uh, technically they said it was like three seasons but you know it was like eight here like 10 here and then like the remainder for uh season three but um this really galvanized uh, Spider-Man, his look, his sound to me. Wow. So that is, uh, that's fascinating. I, uh, like I said, I have no prior uh, experience with it. So uh, with that in mind, let me um, just uh, give myself a little help here. <laughs> I'm going to need a little... Uh, <laughs> a little uh liquid lubricant uh for this one while we remember this very something episode of a very something show episodes very near and dear to my heart um i i love the villain and um i think that comes also from my brother's uh love of the villain that's in this episode um i don't know should i just come out and say who it is yeah absolutely uh because the uh, they're there it's not long into the episode uh when you find out who the main antagonist of this uh of this yeah, one will be it, it's maybe like 10 seconds in yeah 15 he shows up so yeah the main villain on this is truly one of my favorite villains of all time of all comicdom is dr doom 
Yes. Doctor Doom, who uh, is featured in the intro as well. So we get we, we are already primed for Doom with that intro. Um, but uh, before we jump into the recap, um, let's tell the folks a little bit about who created this thing. Um, it, as we said before, this is from season one, quote unquote, I guess. Uh, for, for me, I watched it on Disney Plus and they lumped all 23 uh, It's just treated episode. as one season. Exactly. When- it's treated as one season. So... Uh, but I'm pretty confident this is still season one because it's the second episode. Yes, it is. Um, yes, it is. Very good. And it is entitled The Fantastic Mr. Frump. Um, this is not some sort of clever allusion to the political situation we find ourselves in today. This is the actual name of the, the title. And being a frump is is sort of um, is kind of like old slang for somebody who is a bit of a... Um, probably somebody who is suffering from clinical depression <laughs> now, if you think about it but at the time they were just kind of like a wet blanket yeah you're just a frump yeah and uh and fantastically yes a fantastic mr frump and it's directed uh by uh don jerwick um and bob richardson uh, yes. which all the episodes are directed by i think well, Don, Don Jurek does, um, so it was like Don Jurek and Bob Richardson for a few episodes, but when mm-hmm. we got into later ones, it's just Don. And it was, uh, written by, uh, Christy Marks, um, starring Shepard Menken as Dr. Doom, June Foray, Kathy Garber, the incomparable frank welker we get a, a true treat having him in this show uh and um dan uh gl- <laughs> can you help I'm me wait to see if you say it right i've met the man so <laughs> oh man yeah. so it's dan uh glivazon nope gilvazon 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 not by uh, the, yeah. The. <laughs> uh, Gil is uh, is a, if you people are a fan of uh, Nick Kroll, you'll know what I'm referencing there. But um, and uh, Alan Young as the uh, titular Mister Frump. Let's let's tell everybody um, who Spider Man's amazing friends are. We got Bobby Drake. Iceman and um, <laughs> Iceman <laughs> and uh, Firestar, a character that was created just for this show. Yep, yep. Who ha- whose looks were based off of Mary Jane from the comic? Well, there you go. Uh, I understand that she was created for the show because the producers wanted very badly for there to be an ice and fire dynamic in the the two heroes flanking Spider-Man, and uh, the Human Torch, uh, the rights for the Human Torch were uh, tied up in licensing deals, um, which I think will be something that's familiar to somebody to anybody who is following the uh the sort of renaissance that marvel has had in um the last few decades or i should Mm -hmm. say more Mm -hmm. like a decade and a half perhaps or a little over a decade um yeah two decades sure let's just (laughs) yeah it's fine i mean it's like 12 years but it's cool yeah 
it's close you round up um yeah i think that's how that works yeah <laughs> me no good math yeah me math good um but so that they they created a a hero um just for the show who has uh migrated from the show into the uh the marvel continuity proper in the comics and has has actually has gone on to um have quite a storied career um in the on the comic side that is correct couldn't have said it better myself what is her what is her non-firestar name i I was angelica jones angelica jones cool it's a very cool it's it's a cool name I also noticed in this uh, intro, um, the intro is great uh, because it does a, does a lot of heavy lifting in terms of uh, setting the table um, for the rest of the show uh, because it gives us kind of like all the exposition we need right out the gate, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we got, it's like, okay, it's got Spider-Man. His amazing friends are these two people. Um, if they hear a, a giant, like... Uh, huge like kaiju sized fire monster attacking New York uh, they jump into action and make short work of it truly <laughs> yeah they smash that sucker uh, you know freeze him and, 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 and break him yep. it looks like he's gonna give New York for a run for its money but nope um, these, these two uh, college age heroes have more power than they possibly know how to do with or what to do with and uh another thing that kind of uh was funny i thought in the intro is that firestar basically kind of hints that she burns green goblin to a cinders um after just wreathing him in flames in the intro yeah no he is um he gets blown up pretty good then you know dr doom shows up it's a pretty big cavalcade of um showing that's a pretty big world as far as uh, who's going to be involved uh they have a great apartment yeah um, yeah uh so i i i had a really hard time sort of like with the locations in this show like where they actually are and all three of them live with aunt may <laughs> apparently that's her house yeah but like they have a, a secret room Right, they have a, they have like, they're all in a room like where they hang out. It has like, uh, incredible Hulk poster on the wall, which I thought was great. Um, and then all turns around and and becomes a pretty uh, advanced high tech lair with a a radar table, um, some modern art paintings in the background. <laughs> look like, I mean, uh, it's obviously computer systems, but they're very simple looking. And then some, yeah, some tape based computers and, and a chemistry set. Um, they fucked up May's house. I'm just saying. <laughs> you think she lives on the bottom floor? Yeah, I think that she lives on the bottom floor, or or this is like the in law apartment over the garage. And one day after Spider Man and his amazingly inconsiderate friends move out. Um, she'll just be vacuuming, and all of a sudden, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like it's coming out of the ground, knocks her oh, over. Dear. Oh, Peter, help! This is terrible. What have you done to my room? 
knocks her into a pit. Like, like she gets, like the coffee table goes underneath and it turns she's into like this. Trapped. Like she's just trapped underneath. Yeah, so that, what I'm saying is that uh, <laughs> a secret lair one day, Aunt Maid's tomb the next. <laughs> Jeez. Hopefully they all don't find apartments quick and, you know, they can be around to <laughs> rescue her. Yeah, please, we can all hope. Um, and so... Yeah, so the intro is great, and uh, it's very of the time. Uh, and when I say that, I mean it's you know it, it definitely smacks of the '70s because you know this is very early '80s, so we still have that '70s aesthetic mm-hmm. um, going on. Very stiff animation, um, just uh, like the fire animation, especially is is I think by if you were to, if you were um, holding it up to today's standards of animation. Uh, people probably wouldn't look too kindly on it, but it definitely has that same vibe. It's comparable quality-wise to what was on TV at the time. Yeah, easily. I don't think there's... Um... Yeah, I don't really think there's a high-level animation, especially American animation from back then, that yeah didn't look... Uh, it looked pretty similar. Yeah. So... If you're if you're used to like any sort of Hanna Barbera stuff, um, I think you will find this uh, comparable. Um, but to be fair, I think that this has one of the best intro themes in the business. Uh, just the mu- for me again, mm-hmm. it's all nostalgia based. Um, the the music works. Seeing like the cavalcade of different villains and transformations, it always seemed like it was a promise of a good time. <laughs> Yeah, and and uh, the speaking of incomparable, um, the wonderful, the the effervescent, the <laughs> the uh, legend himself, Stanley, is involved in this uh, production as uh, as the narrator, starting with season two. Um, and I, I hear that uh, the the previous season one episodes were he, he was added, his narration was added later. Um, to maintain continuity, but he um, he is uncredited as the narrator. So fantastic! So without further ado, now that we're bas- past the intro that that um, accompanies every episode, let's jump on into the the episode at large. Yeah. So uh, you you called this out earlier. the The show opens up to us on kind of a, a rooftop. Um. Which it turns out to be the Latvian embassy because yes. we see <laughs> Doctor Doom on top. Yeah. This is great because this is a very strange building. the The top is very pedestrian, like it's just a flat rooftop, but the front has a spooky facade that looks very Latvian um, and very out of place uh, in in sort of this industrial block uh, neighborhood that it is in in New York. But I thought it was. I had no idea what I was looking at at first. I was like, is this a haunted house? Is this where the fantastic Mr. Fromp lives? Um, <laughs> and no, no, like you, they, uh, they, they reveal the, the, the sign plate that says Latvian embassy. And that was just hilarious because they kind of pan up from that sign to show Dr. Doom on the roof. <laughs> it was just like, if you lived in the city and you were just riding by on your bike, and you're like, oh, that's Latvian embassy. Wait a minute, Latveria. That sounds so familiar. Isn't that where that that super villain Doctor Doom is from? Hey, he he's up on the roof. What is he doing <laughs> up there? 
he's talking with a weird accent. Like it, it's 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 my favorite sounding Doom. Still yeah. to this day. So I mean, I I think one of the things that we talked about a little bit before we did this episode, you had mentioned to me that you believe this is this may be the best sort of incarnation of Doom um, in media and. Yes. Now, outside of the comic books, of course. Granted, outside of the comic books, and I don't know, I don't really remember him very well from the later Spider-Man cartoons or even the Fantastic Four cartoons that came out, but, I mean, I think you might be right, and I think that that is maybe not a, it's maybe not a, um, like, a compliment to this episode as much as it is as, as a condemnation of everybody who has taken on this character after this oh 100 percent um the one thing that you'll notice with all the spider-man and amazing uh, friends episodes is if they tweak something like you know certain characters might not have certain powers or in other instances they have um you know given new powers like a thunderbird for example in the x-men episode turns into a bear guess what that wasn't his powers he was just strong um but i guess they felt having colossus and him are both that's like having the same thing sure um so they cut away from that but everything is fairly uh faithful to the source material and same with dr doom then the big thing that i find with uh, future incarnations of dr doom is he's usually made out to be like British, you know, like that's as far European as he goes, or he has no accent. The thing is, you know, Latveria, if it was a real place, would be like in Eastern Europe somewhere. So you'd have that kind of sound. Sometimes they try to make him sound like he's like Dracula. Yeah. But, but I don't hear that either. This voice sounds just, you know, like proper from the region. This, this version of Doctor Doom blends both science and magic. A lot of times they either focus on one or the other. But this one, he is doing both things. Um, and, you know, it's like, there's no embellishments to his costume. It's very true to, like, the intro title card. So each one of these episodes opens with a title card that tells you what the episode is. And it looks like it's drawn... Uh, from the comics, I think that's a great, like, classic Doctor Doom look. Yeah, I mean, I think that right through. Yeah, that's true. I agree, and I think the only thing that is kind of jarring and maybe a little off-putting is the uh, pea soup flavor or pea soup colored bib um, that makes up the sort of tunic area of his outfit. Oh, I thought um, you were going to say his green. It was like his olive-colored eyes. Yeah, that, <laughs> he looks like he has. He looks like he has delicious pimento green olive eyes. That's true. Um, I just fall into those those beautiful greens like a sweet martini garnish. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, so he. I think for animation reasons, they had they couldn't make the green on his cloak and the green on his tunic the same. Um, but it is a, a funny little change that um, that that just kind of sets it to the to. The, to like the right of what you would expect from the from this character and part of that is maybe intentional or or at the very least it has been made intentional retroactively since 
Um, this it takes place in Earth eight one oh seven. Um, so not the the core six one six continuity of of uh, of the of the Marvel comics. So these little changes we can we can just attribute to the fact that this is from an alternate uh, Earth. That's fair. Yeah. So, but why is he on the rooftop for us? <laughs> so, all right. So, as you expected, uh, or sorry, as you ex- as you um, explained, uh, we're getting to see both parts of the duality that is Doctor Doom, and um, that is uh, that he is a man of science, but he is also a man of magic. Um, so he is up on the roof. Um, he's got a little. A, a fun little part of an amul- amulet and um he's up there to do a spell and 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 he's not there up there alone yeah <laughs> uh he's got his buddy horace is there and his uh pink and purple raincoat which i Wait, just did love you call him horace or boris is his name boris i heard it's horace boris. <laughs> it's boris okay there's there's no way a dude from latveria is going to be called horace <laughs> Yeah, I mean there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of the presentation of Horace Boris. Um, There's a lot of stuff that really um, that was really uh, uh, fun about it. But um, yeah, he's calling down the lightning. Uh, the storm obeys doom. He is the master of he's he can he can control lightning apparently through spells. Mm-hmm. But um, so we get a little bit of that. The lightning strikes the roof. And, um, and and makes a series a, a pattern of holes in the in the roof and um, but then we cut away from that ex- exciting scene to some funny shenanigans yeah, as uh, Peter is seen uh, racing away from Aunt May's house yeah because he's late he's going to a basketball game or something yep he's late for a basketball game um and not playing uh, in it, he just wants to go watch it. So that's fair. Yeah, he just wants to go watch it. Um, but there's a storm out, as we know, because Doctor Doom has conjured it, and uh, Aunt May is concerned that he is not going to take his umbrella. But um, that's okay, because uh, that little the Aunt May's little doggy uh, has that umbrella and is fi- following after Peter. But Peter could give a fuck. <laughs> Yeah, he books it. He's gone. He does not care. She's like, don't forget your umbrella. Here's the dog carrying it to you, sir. Yeah, and he like, is just like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> not let it be. I gotta go. He doesn't care. Yeah, he books it. Yeah, he, he's gone. Um, and uh, he meets up with his... Uh, he... He... Uh, he meets up with his friends, right? Yeah, he meets up with... Um, uh, Iceman and uh, uh, Firestar, right? And and then we cut back. I think briefly to see like when we cut it. When we cut away from Doom in the previous scene, he was like Horace Boris, Horace Boris, <laughs> Horace Boris. Go get this amulet go, piece. Yeah, go get the final piece of this amulet. Yeah, and that setup. I thought that was going to be the whole episode. Um, but no, oh, no. Next scene, Horace has got it. He, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, no, he he steals it easily. 
Mm-hmm. Like, because he had an hour. He had an hour to steal it. Yeah. Just remember that. It was no and problem. Now he sprayed some, like, water on the glass and it dissolved and he just stole that amulet. Yeah, it it's glossed over very quickly and, and, and uh, Doom's got... He's got all the pieces of his amulet. And he's busy drawing a... I don't even know what that shape would be. Yeah, it it has it's vaguely it has five points, so it has sort of like a vague um, pentagraphic um, feeling to it, which I appreciated. Like he's making like sim- sigils in the ground, and so at this point in the episode, I'm kind of like, all right, it's Doctor Doom episode. We're seeing some sort of like occult magic stuff going on. I am uh, I'm 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 into it. Exactly. See, this this show gives you everything and quick. No, no messing around. Yeah, because um, we cut from that. Um, we cut from that to uh, the 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 three friends walking by uh, the exterior of a shop when they hear some commotion inside, and this some um, sad old man is being fired for being a daydreamer. This is our uh, first look at a. Uh mr frump indeed we're introduced to the fantastic mr frump himself he's uh he's he's getting fired for being a daydreamer but like i said before i think we're seeing what we're seeing is a man who suffers he's a childless man who is is quite old he's he has no other relationships he's alone and he is like clinical level depressed because I think when you say you're too much of a daydreamer, it just means you're probably just spacing out at work. Um, and I, yeah, I'm sure he's just he's just descending into some sort of like uh, self hate spiral. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, that's the the funny thing is like the the main. I think it's uh, uh, Iceman at the end says, "Well, don't worry. I'm sure your luck will change." Yeah, and like that literally foreshadows the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it was either Iceman or Firestar said, uh, "You know, your 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 luck is about you know you never know when your luck will turn around," yeah. and it very much seems like this dude is off to kill himself. <laughs> he might be. I mean, like you kind of we kind of follow him throughout um, up until the fantastic part happens. Indeed, yeah. I. I feel bad for him up until this point, but my my yeah, I'm sure it changes near the mm-hmm. <laughs> near the middle of it. My sympathy for Mister Frump um, is slowly eroded after this, but we'll get into that. But uh, Mister Frump is played by the uber talented Alan Young. Um, yeah, he's a real that guy, huh? Yeah, no, he like his career started in the late forties. Yeah. Um, and pretty much he had multiple shows named after him. Uh, what everyone who's listening to this would probably know him as Ed, or no, excuse me, Wilbur from Mr. Ed. Yes, he's Wilbur. Um, I don't even Ed. fucking know Mr. Ed, but <laughs> somehow I, I know that Mr. reference. Ed all the time. <laughs> yeah. He used to put fucking peanut butter on his gums to make him talk. Yeah, I'm sure that. It, I'm sure that that's horrifying in the context of what, what happened to that horse. But well, the rumors used to be they stuck carrots up his butt to make them. That fall. was the that was the schoolyard um, yeah. story that you always heard about Mister Ed. It's funny how we we truly like inherit pop culture from our parents because I don't know why anyone was talking about Mister Ed on the fucking schoolyard. 
it's only because your parents were watching it. You were watching it with them. No, I was watching it on my own on wow. Nick at Night. Yeah, you, oh, I used to watch Green that. Acres, Mr. Ed, you <laughs> name it. Uh, Gilligan's Island. I used to watch all those old shows. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on Gilligan's Island. Um, yeah, Green Acres is the place to be. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh shit. But oh <laughs> goddamn, we're gonna do a Green Acres episode. <laughs> That'll be another one you can kind of uh, introduce me to because I'm not. Not terribly but, but um, I just wanted to say this because I, I, I really do appreciate Alan Young, uh, especially because later on in his career, he kind of transitioned to voice acting, mm-hmm. or mostly voice acting. He did some appearances, and he was the voice of Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, that would be, that. I think that's probably what a lot, hopefully, if anyone, uh, you know, under 35 is listening to this, maybe that's what they recognize him from but yeah i don't think that's our demographic but. no i don't think so i think that that um that is something that we might be able to to wish for had we uh the amulet that um the <laughs> that dr doom now holds aloft and um i don't know about you but it looks like uh, this amulet was procured from a box of Frosted Flakes because it's great. <laughs> so I, was, I thought it was a button bought at the Lion King, like the musical. <laughs> yeah, right? It's a knockoff Lion King uh, uh, drinking glass top, like a soda cup top. <laughs> yeah, it's a square of of living yeah it, it's it meant to look all <laughs> it's meant to look ancient it's meant to look mysterious it looks dumb it looks corny oh, um it. it looks like a prize from a uh frosted Cracker flakes Jack. box yeah yeah um but to balance off that weirdness because you know he's he's um he's giving us some more exposition he's telling us uh that this the soon he'll be able to control the powers of the universe um but then we cut over we got back to spider-man and i actually thought there's a pretty funny gag here um because apparently the spider-man and the amazing friends i guess they have office hours where they just dress up in costume and sort of go around the city just in case something bad happens um but they're kind of bored so (laughs) they're in for they want to race yeah, they want to race back to their apartment. Yeah. So. Oh my god, this one cracked. Yeah. So, the um yeah, Firestar says they'll she'll give uh, Iceman and Spider Man a, a head start, and they all start sort of changing into their costumes. Um, and I thought the gag about Spider Man not having like a magical way to change his costume was actually pretty funny. Yeah, he's sitting there fucking like hopping on one foot, trying to take the shoes off, trying to take his pants. While yeah. like uh, for for the folks at home, Iceman and uh, Firestar uh, both change. Iceman shoots ice at his feet, encases himself in a block of ice, then breaks out. And uh, Firestar goes from like normal to not lit on fire, but looks like kind of fire, and then is tra- is transformed into. Uh, Firestar, and they both have the greatest sound effects ever. Oh, totally! And uh, I, I, I will fight you all if you want to argue with me. <laughs> in fact, I'm going to put them here if I'm able to find. But it's time for me to be myself, to be Firestar. <laughs> 
Actually, I better change to Iceman and help you guys get her back. And he thought of that all by himself. Fantastic. Yes, please do. Because they, they are they are just wacky and bizarre and wonderful. Um, so this is what I thought was great. Because the, the it then transitions to what is has got to be the the least exciting slowest race you've ever seen um spider-man has stopped to think up time to stop and think about what he's going to do to win um and then proceeds to very slowly take a shortcut Um, yeah it's the longest shortcut in history as far as i'm concerned so at this point i wrote in the notes the the race has to be over by now because we're talking about firestorm of star who can fly and uh, Iceman, who can uh, create these uh, sort of ramps of ice everywhere, so they're they're easily able to take shortcuts of their own. So the the race must be over. But um, we find out later that's not true because Spider Man stumbles <laughs> happens to <laughs> the shortcut he's taking is I guess through the Latvian embassy um because he stumbles upon dr doom and and what he's doing and uh he gets zapped the fuck out of yeah doom sees him's like nope gets promptly shocked by dr doom yeah yeah as uh doom is speaking his incantation yes it's a very it's a it's a very sort of like uh mecha like a high mecha hiney ho type um um uh, uh like uh incantation that he's speaking and uh one thing I'll, I'll give mystic- this episode well, go ahead do you do you have it written down oh yeah no i i guess by mystic ragath grail let alamagra prevail and i can't let you stop me now by the mystic Roboth Grail, let Arumaga prevail. There you go. Yep. Yeah, some so some pretty Lamag- good, it's pretty solid occult stuff. Well, Lamagra, th- this might be the first mention of the blood god Lamagra in Marvel's history. Because, remember, he showed up in Blade. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what Steven Dorf turned himself into after he stopped smoking all those vape pens. Yep, yeah. he turned himself <laughs> he was, into Lamagra. Yep, he was a real. God. Uh, he he had some red eyes, and that's when you know he's Lamagra. Yeah. So all I'm saying is, see that that is that is the that is why Blade is one of my favorite Marvel movies because they followed a, a at this point almost twenty year old cartoon show who mentioned him first that's commitment <laughs> yeah and uh, to give this show another bit of uh bona fides uh or i should say another bit of praise uh i'm gonna say i love the kirby crackle uh yes. that they do when dr doom shoots off his his gauntlet blasts um i thought that was good um so but spider-man's not having it and um because dr doom he he holds this uh, that that amulet up and he's about to bring out the tiger in you and um and spider-man's like nope and uh that that amulet gets knocked out of his hands and he trips him right yeah he he tackles him to the ground and the the amulet goes flying and it and it I think the the sort of comically the beam of power from the heavens sort of like 
makes a dog leg turn to go <laughs> like hit the hit the actual amulet after it falls out and uh who should walk by to pick up this amulet well, who is it know, who is it down there who's uh, it's downtrodden mr frump so he his picks, luck is turning around seems yeah, like yeah he picks it up he gets hit by it and he's like ah and he just throws it on the ground where it breaks back into four pieces yeah exactly yeah he's like he's like what's this thing i don't like it and he, well, and he breaks it, it. yeah because like it splashed in a pool of water and of course and got him wet just giving him the rest of how his day was going so far and yeah he doesn't want any walks away <laughs> yeah so he he is unaware of of what type of powers have been transferred uh onto him um but S- Spider-Man meets up with his uh, friends again. Uh, actually, Spider flies like butt first past um, Firestar and Iceman, and sort of swings around a, a telephone pole and comes back. And Iceman's like, "Wait, I thought he was behind us." So the the slowest race in the history of race is still going by this time. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I don't understand what they were doing. I think at a certain point, uh, Firestar and Iceman were racing each other and she got too close and he's like hey not too close hot stuff yeah yeah they have this totally crazy scene where um uh, she's flying so slowly and he is slowly like skating along on his ice path and she gets a little close to him and his ice path melts and he's like whoa it's getting too hot get away (laughs) this i thought for sure this would be part of the story that comes back later but no (laughs) Nope, it's just a one-off. Just a little aside. Yeah. And then, yeah, Spider-Man shows up at that point. And then I think um, he mentioned something about Doctor Doom. He says, we have to, we can't let Doctor Doom get his amulet. And Iceman says, why wouldn't we want him to have his breakfast? Yeah. This is not omelet. He thinks he said omelet. (laughs) Iceman, if you're not aware, in in this particular incarnation, is so dumb, so dumb. Um, that I had also watched another episode, um, where he (laughs) he's walking with a woman in the park, and the Green Goblin kidnaps this woman. And he is just like, wow, that's a great Green Goblin costume. Anyway, bye. <laughs> it takes like, oh, him like five minutes to be like, wait a minute. That wait was the minute. real Green... I-, I think Spider-Man has to tell him that was the real Green Goblin. He doesn't... He well, no, he it. sits there. He's like, hook up wires in the... Wait a minute. We're outside. Yeah. He's like, like wow, their wire work is really impressive. Yeah. Um, anyway, Iceman... They play Iceman as just like... He is so dumb um yeah, Iceman voiced uh, by F- frank welker yes frank welker doing an amazing voice for a dumb dumb character yeah it, it sounds very close to frank welker's natural voice yes fred it is. sounds the closest to him it's just fred he's <laughs> just fred yeah, but for those wondering he he's the voice of dr claw megatron abu yeah from aladdin absolutely like, if you don't know who frank welker what are you doing listening to this podcast yeah get out of here flagellate flagellate so, thine self yeah, remove thine stars. robe and produce the cat of nine tails and flagellate 
Oh man, we're fucking doing Da Vinci Code <laughs> shit now. We'll get there. Um, no, we won't. No. <laughs> that's fair. I think that's fair. I read the first two sentences in that Da Vinci Code book. I said, "No, nah, I'm good." I I, uh, I tore through that thing like it was uh, like it was made of beef jerky. <laughs> that's not a good thing. No. Yeah. Like, um, beef jerky is meant to last. You shouldn't be pounding beef jerky. <laughs> uh oh. Oh. oh boy yeah I, I i pop a six or a beef jerky and i'm done until <laughs> i could just see you like passed out on your couch your hand opens up and just like nothing but like jack link beef sticks roll out and you're like, i'm just a big uh fan of the squatch yeah, like- we'll talk about him that, that's that counts right cryptids those are pop culture anyway <laughs> yeah we could have a cryptid talk i think we should yeah my um, f- yeah uh favorite cryptid go oh right now uh um, just just one just one go, go. oh I, I like the mothman uh, wrong wrong answer <laughs> get out of here if it's not the jersey devil then no one gives a shit <laughs> so anyway uh we go from that transition to mr frump trying to look for work yeah in a he pawn doesn't know shop. he's got godlike powers yeah, there is no manual, so very much like Greatest American Hero, nothing. He just, he's like, I lost my job, I need to find a job. He goes into a pawn shop that's looking for help, and literally the guy is like, uh, no jobs for you. Yeah. Didn't even see him because he's reading a newspaper. Rejects him on voice alone. Yeah. Then tells him the bug off, mm-hmm. and that's Big when Mr. Mistake. Trump is... Yeah, big mistake. But he didn't know this. It's not like over his sign said anything this guy says happens. Mm-hmm. So when he's told the bug off, Mr. Frump goes back to him and says, No, you bug off. And then the dude turns into a giant ass roach reading the newspaper. Yeah, he, he somehow he doesn't know he has these powers, but already he is emboldened to stand up to this very scary looking fellow who is a who's a who's a thick daddy and <laughs> two c's yeah. two c's a uh, thick daddy and he um yeah he t- he turns this guy into a kafka-esque monster um he yes. doesn't the the pawn shop owner does not realize of his who's not aware of his uh just horrifying transmogrification but um but yeah he has been turned into a a monster and uh <laughs> presumably presumably lives like this um for the rest of the episode at least yeah for the rest of his days yeah i mean not to spoiler alert if you if you don't want the end of this episode spoiled and you somehow haven't seen it you know skip ahead but um yeah this is all of his uh mr frump's weird machinations are are undone by the end of this episode in a very <laughs> convenient bow tie that is put uh, on the finale, but we'll 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 get there when we get there. That's it. Um, then we cut from that to what I wrote down as the four-way intersection of fate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it? So it's like this. See, this is how you know it's a real like comic. Uh, uh, focused uh, cartoon because here they are on like I guess the corner of the Latvian embassy 
Uh, Spider-Man and Amazing Friends are going one way. Doctor Doom is just on the street. And it's just kind of weird to see him on the street. Yeah. Like, I I don't know why, but, it you know, obviously he walks around, but you would think he'd be floating or flying or just he wouldn't touch it. But he sees the amulet on the ground, thinks it still has the power. The Amazing Friends see the amulet on the ground. They all race towards it, and they all grab uh, uh, pieces of the amulet. Yes. Right in front of that very embassy. Yeah. Um, and so they're jockeying over that uh that the the that amulet um in the street and then um yeah dr doom prepares to straight up kill iceman (laughs) iceman makes a joke about like getting killed and dr doom's like okay i will kill you then (laughs) he's like oh no no god (laughs) (laughs) um and then we i think there's a commercial break yeah you get the great transition and we come back uh and now we're back with mr frump and two really shitty kids are they've got a whole song figured out about them already so obviously this is maybe a daily thing um but yeah uh there's they're calling him fatty frump it's weird old frump fatty frump fatty frump looks like he lives in a garbage dump yeah fatty frump fatty frump says he lives in a garbage dump (laughs) which might be true (laughs) this guy's really down on his luck um but uh, it's not long before he uh, mind controls two of them to go to go get uh, jump in a lake, which seems like uh, uh, like a a merciful um, option when the, he turns the third child into a sentient clam. Yeah, a giant clam. <laughs> He's like clam up. Why don't you clam up? And he turns him into a clam, and, and this has got to be horrifying for this child to suddenly, to at one moment be a boy, and then the next be a silent, uh, a sentient clam who, um, you know, you're not even water, so you're just gonna die, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I wrote Frump murders these kids, because, mm-hmm. like, you told them to jump in the lake, they're not gonna get out, they're gonna live there, they're gonna die of hypothermia, and then, yeah, one turned into a giant clam... That was just on the sidewalk. I don't know how long clams live on sidewalks, but I don't imagine it's that long. Absolutely. Um, and then we cut back to the the doom fight. And but wait, did you notice the grin on Trump's? Uh, not Trump's <laughs> shit. <laughs> little well, did you notice the look? There? Yeah, Freud, yeah. Well, it's there. There's a lot of uh, parallels here mm-hmm. that could be be said for things. Um, did you notice the look on Frump's face when he realized that what he says comes true? Oh yeah, I mean, it's a real evil fucking look. It's he, a real sadistic grin. Yes, uh, absolute power co- corrupts absolutely, and it is absolutely corrupting him at this moment. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, oh man, so far everything I say happens. And it's a real, real wicked look. Yeah. Um, but then we cut back to Doctor Doom fighting our our three amazing friends. And I think there is some cool stuff in this sequence. I like Doctor Doom's... Uh, this is where they kind of delve more into the technological side of Doctor Doom's suit. And I really love the whole, like, he gets shot with fire from Firestar, and he absorbs the heat, and then, like, uh, he has, like, these instant cooling mechanisms, and sort of, like, steam shoots out of all the seams, and then he sort of channels it to his gauntlet, opens up a little portal in his finger, and shoots her 
uh, with some white hot steam, which you would think wouldn't it be no be big deal uh, for Firestar, but I guess it's got some water in there, so it, it really is ends up being quite effective. And then has a sonic siren in his wrist. Mm-hmm. And then he goes too far um, by smashing the shit out of Firestar's wrist to try to get her to drop her amulet part. And I was like, Doom, you're doing too much. Yeah. He's uh, he's he's really living up to his uh, villain persona. Um, but we don't get to spend too much time with this, which is admittedly maybe a more interesting B story than what's happening in the A story. And in the A story, we cut back to now Godfrump. Um, and uh, he's he's uh, getting a little peckish so he makes himself a hot dog but this uh at least the first incarnation of this hot dog that we see in the cartoon is all bun <laughs> there's yeah no, there's no meat there. you know, it's just a bun it's a hot dog shaped bun inside of a hot dog bun um of course That'd when we get really a close-up we we do see a little bit of color change there but um, the whole time it's it's uh, from this sort of like medium shot it's all just bun uh-huh. yeah I think it changes when he says he's like I like mine with mustard and then it's like yeah when it shows it, the close up it, it it's there but when it cuts back to the outside there's just mustard and uh, ketchup on the bun link um, when he actually eats it which is, which is funny because we we're struggling to figure out what the rules are for this power because he can make people he can compel people to do stuff Mm -hmm. and he can create things out of thin air but Mm -hmm. the power is doing a little bit of of the lifting in terms of kind of interpreting what he wants because and this is sort of an example of that because he 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 says he wants a hot dog he gets a hot dog but it doesn't have the toppings he wants but the fact that he made it happen wouldn't it just be the perfect hot dog i guess not no Um, he has to to do a little tweaks here and there so he's not he's not omnip he's not god you see well it's obviously that these powers are limited by the person using them and their level of imagination which means frump has no imagination Mm mm-hmm Right, like, and you can see it a few times actually, where the amulet just kind of interprets what he says, or it can even infer what someone else said around him to then make that go true as long as Frump acknowledges what that person said. Yes, yes, that does right. come into that comes come into play, but he, um, yeah, he goes crazy real quick. Yeah, he go, and then this it, uh, once he is able to realize that he can make food then the the floodgates are open in terms of his madness uh about using this power because he doesn't even question why he has the power which makes me think that he is maybe uh has an alcohol problem and he's maybe (laughs) used to just like delirium having like uh he's just like has he's like uh, inflicted with horrible delirium tremens and is just like (laughs) used to just these these vivid hallucinations um and he must be drunk because the next thing he wishes for is a pretty kitty well no he go he literally this is the order in which he does things this will never do i want new shoes and fancy clothes and a gilded carriage with six black horses and those nasty boys will be my foot servants 
I want someone special to be my friend forever and ever. New clothes. Mm-hmm. A gilded carriage right. with like eight horses. Yep. The kids he just murdered as his attendants. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, a friend, a cat named Mabel. Yep, he, uh, he he wishes for, like, the best friend that he could ever have, and that best friend, I guess, to him, is a very pretty long-haired cat. Yep. Um, and uh, now, now now we cut back to the fight um, with, with Dr. Doom, and the music is getting real groovy. The groove has been turned up to ten. Even eleven, even yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's been yeah. turned up to twenty. Twenty yeah, out of ten. It's so groovy. They're battling in the sky at this point, swinging around, flying. Doom is flying. Iceman forms like a pole, but he does a lot because Iceman, like you said, it's not too bright. So yeah, he he's, all, he's got slides and poles in his <laughs> his repertoire. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a, there's it's very hard to sort of spatially figure out what is going on in this fight because yeah. um firestar flies away with a piece of the amulet um dr doom is flying after her um Iceman goes goes to sort of fly after them both but um kind of goes too high and has to like take a pull down to the ground and then like spider-man jumps up and like grabs onto doom's like waist or whatever ankles <laughs> yep and they're like <laughs> kind of spinning around in a very like um ballet-esque dance in the sky and then dr doom gets a pile driver into the <laughs> the street yeah, he, he smashes hard yeah. i thought he was dead there <laughs> yeah he he just he takes a big hit and it's uh it's no problem uh for dr doom but yeah, it cracks the ground big like, oh yeah. yeah he hits hard huge uh uh a huge crack in the ground but that is nothing compared to um how the world starts changing now that mr frump has gone mad with power um yeah he uh what's he do like first he's riding his carriage and the storm is still happening it's still raining and so then what does he do? He orders the storm to go away because he wants it. Uh, uh, he first orders the storm to go away. Then he goes into, like, changing the building's colors to bright colors. Yeah, he um, he's like, this town is too boring. I want, he's like, I want their, give me bright colors. And I want there to be red carpet everywhere. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Weird. He's got really bad taste. And... Um, but the, it does allow us to get a fun uh, polka dot gag with uh, yes. with Spider Man. Um, yeah, called this out too. Yeah, it was a pretty pretty solid joke where um, you know him and Doctor Doom are both sort of like taken aback at what's happening to the buildings, but Spider Man's like, "Well, it's le- come on, at least it's not polka dots." And then, of course, uh, the minute he says that, Frump uh, decides to change the the buildings to to polka dots and um <laughs> it wasn't me <laughs> it wasn't me i swear it's a pretty solid joke like that's the thing about this show is that um yeah kind of it has a couple of uh singers on there that that kind of surprise you i also like how uh, doom shoots the red carpet in half so it doesn't touch his feet like he just 
like it's rolling yeah. towards him. He's just like, Bzzz. yeah. He's just like, fuck this. As he realizes, someone else grabbed the amulet. Yeah, because it's obviously where these are coming. from. The power of the amulet. Um. Yeah. He's uh. He's 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 not having it. He's not having that red carpet. Um. No. But we gotta converge the two. Yeah, we gotta tie these two stories together. And how do right. we do that? We have Mr. Frump saying how because his. <laughs> His cat meows, and he's like, yeah, that's a good point. How did, did I get these powers? I guess this is the first time he's considering why he's got the powers of a god. And he, uh... <laughs> and then he's just like, uh, answer to me, come! And uh, I thought for sure he would just get the knowledge, but no. No, it fucking brought Doctor Doom to him. It just brings him. Doctor Doom to him. And then, like, Doom... Seeing this is why Doctor Doom's so dangerous. He he saw an opportunity, and he's like, "Hey, you know, I'm Doctor Doom. So I'm gonna tell you, if someone introduced themselves to me as like, hey, my name is Murder Death Kill. How are you? Uh, I'm a good guy. I would pause. And so if a guy named Doctor Doom did the same thing, I'd be like, eh. but Frump, Lord Frump, excuse me, has." He's convinced. He's like, Spider-Man, Firestar, are your enemies? Um, he plays that guy like a fiddle. He's like, because he's like, how did I get these powers? And he's like, well, it was me who gave them to you. And if you want to know about them, then you're going to have to keep me around. And he's just like, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Frump is so lonely and so dumb that he's just like, yeah, sounds great. It's like, what do I, what do I do next? And Doctor Doom's like, well, I've got these enemies, and you should eliminate them. And Trump is like, great. <laughs> when do I start? I am worse than a. I'm like, I am. There's like a human gun. Point, <laughs> point me at stuff, and just destruction comes out the other end. Yeah, because uh, what's he do? He summons. Um, he summons them. Yeah, he's like, appear before me, these guys. Um, And and then then he turns them to stone. (laughs) Yeah, it's so fucking weird. He turns them straight to stone, and then they're laughing, like, maniacally. (laughs) Like, Doom's got his arm around from this. This is like, this is great. I've got a new friend. And and Frump has got to be the most oblivious character ever because a he doesn't know who Doctor Doom is, uh, doesn't know that he's like a like a an A level villain, like a, a menace to the Earth, and then also apparently Spider Man and Firestar and Iceman uh, are not known quantities because he doesn't care or know what their deal is. He just he just turns them to stone right away. Yep, and then he he abuses his power even more by summoning Aunt May to him because he he wants a real company. Yeah, he's like oh, this cat. Even though the cat was the one that gave him the idea to figure <laughs> yeah. out how he got the powers in the first place, he's like, I need real conversation. Yeah, Aunt May to me. Yep, Aunt wouldn't May. It just be, wouldn't it just be May? Right. <laughs> it's not his aunt. <laughs> not his aunt. So, um, but yeah, he 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 just uh she's just like she's making muffins i think and uh like she's got like a 
transports him to uh, her to him and she's still got like the mixing bowl and everything um but he is being like real gross and at, at least at first may is into it she's on for the ride um, a little bit i mean she is uh, mortified by seeing uh firestar in cement yeah she doesn't like spider-man in this universe doesn't know spider-man's true identity um but she is none too pleased about what he has done she, to specifically to firestar and nobody else <laughs> she yeah, she, she's like oh, what have you done to that sweet girl yeah um, played by june foray mm-hmm. yeah that's known the, as the voice for another great Rocky. voice yeah you know she lived to be 99 wow um, she was like a month away from her. her 100th birthday yeah she started working in 1942 Wow. Well, this one's this one's for you, June. Yeah. Oh, jeez, already. <laughs> how many how many liquefied beef jerky <laughs> drinks can you you pound? I got to take the beef jerky straight to the dome. <laughs> okay, so Ziggy Zucky, Ziggy Zucky. No. Let's never mention that again. Okay. Um, the, the time for the the man show has has come and gone, and and I think um, that's not a man show thing. That's an Oktoberfest <laughs> thing. They just took Listen, it for the man show. Uh, I am of German heritage, but I so am I. I don't. I have not. I have never been to an Oktoberfest. So. Well, okay. Problem one. Yeah. Look, I can tell you from all the Oktoberfest that I've gone to. You drink beer, mm-hmm. the band will just start going ziggy zoggy ziggy zoggy oi oi oi. You have to follow suit or you get no more beer. They then start playing a bunch of songs, including uh, Take Me Home or A Country Road or whatever the hell the name of that John Denver song okay. is. Okay. And then they reprise it like an hour later because the band only knows like five <laughs> songs, but you are so blitzed it doesn't matter. Okay. Well, that does sound Every great. Every Oktoberfest. Yeah, thank you. Exactly. That does sound great. Okay, well, as long as we're not talking about that uh, pile of toxic garbage, the Mancho, then I think we're good. Yeah, um, I was just doing a general drinking chant for liquefied beef jerky. The, uh, my mistake, then. All right, good. Now, I'm glad we got that covered. <laughs> so, anyway... Um, my favorite part is Lord Frump has now proclaimed himself master of the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he Wink. says that a lot. Yeah, he's very... He likes titles. Yeah. Um, but he he hears Aunt May's cry for Firestar being uh, in cement, changes her back, or changes them all back, but then promptly takes away their powers. Yes. Doctor Doom is immediately... He's like, no, they'll turn on us! And then he's like, no, no no worries. We'll just take away their powers. And so, yeah, um, Firestar can't create heat. Um, Iceman is still ice, but... <laughs> is it cold? It's no longer cold, which I... I'm not even going to start with that. Um, and then <laughs> Peter's web shooters... <laughs> stop working they stop working which is come on those are yeah. he made those those are not those have, have anything to do with powers, powers. um but the, my, my thing is he after he does that then frump says i can do anything mm-hmm. it's like man fuck this guy yeah like, i'm not starting to like him no he, I, I, my at this point 
my sympathy for him has completely evaporated. He is acting. He is just like because then he just he just rolls into rampant cat- capitalism. He he um he summons the largest car that you can have. No, well, this is, <laughs> no first he, mind to quality, mind you. Just no. size. No, he's he's first he creates a palace. Of course, there's an order of operations as you would do if you had. And then, like, the heroes and them start fighting. And then, yeah, he's like, I want all the money in the world. And this is, my, this is one of my favorite parts is when uh, Doom gets hit in the sack of, like, in the back with a giant sack of coins. Mm-hmm. Because then they're starting drowning in this money. <laughs> yeah. So then he sends the money away. And then Aunt May is like, hey, if you can do anything, why do you need money? He he then lists off. This is this is my notes. He then lists off the lottery winner starting list. So if you won the lottery, this is what you would do. Yeah, a giant car. Again, no no economy, nothing, just size. Yep. But a giant TV. Mm-hmm. And this thing is like a, a two story building, maybe a three story tall. Yeah, it's just a very you. large CRT. Yeah, it would be a very shitty TV. Yes, you couldn't see shit on that thing. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, oh, this looks like garbage, just really big. And then a yacht. And this thing all appears in his palaces. Yep. He, yeah, he just, he creates it indoors. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, all my shit. And then Doom is just like, you could rule the world, dude. Like, why are you thinking so small? But then you just find out Frump's motivation is just he wants to have fun. Exactly, yeah. And what could be more fun than a gladiatorial combat? Yeah, I could think of other fun things. But right. Yeah, sure. He, <laughs> he, he um, shows us, again, his complete lack of ma- imagination and, um, and sends them back to uh, an ancient Roman-style gladiatorial arena. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then he, he, he gives the heroes with powers once again because it's got to be it, they got to give them a fighting chance and he is advised um by dr doom's very <laughs> creepy asmr whispering which is so loud that you can tell like the fake words that he's saying <laughs> good idea dr doom creepily whispers to Frump's ears. And instead of it being like sort of like so low that you can't you can't quite make up the words, it's literally just like this. It's like so loud. Be careful, that incantation might bring something. Oh shit. Oh, oh, oh my god, Gang is caught is in my room. <laughs> oh no. Yes. He's he's whispering something where everyone would hear him. And then, yeah, he's like, yeah, summon the deadliest warrior in the world, Genghis Khan. Of all time, yeah. A 12-foot Genghis Khan appears. Yeah, I I wrote the most racist thing to appear on TV in 1981. (laughs) Probably. It is is extremely uh, problematic, but no big deal, because he is met with a a wall of fire from Firestorm, and, of course, it's... (laughs) is immediately banished because i don't know uh you know Genghis khan is not exactly uh, a match for somebody who can control fire i don't think um but uh you know at least there's someone there with a little bit of imagination because uh 
because Doom says ha- make the Cyclops and the Cerberus very specifically with three heads. He is like I was like, is there a Cerberus that doesn't have three? Heads? Right. I yeah. That was his thing. <laughs> I think that's that one's a little for the audience probably. Um, I feel like Doctor Doom knows and and uh, but these I like these designs. They're all very Harryhausen. They're very. It's obvious they were just like kind of inspired directly by um by the harryhausen films especially the cyclops uh we get some very fun humor from iceman some dog humor um uh and uh spider-man's like uh make him a like a dog bone and iceman and it seems like spider-man's just joking but iceman takes it seriously and creates three ice dog bones and then the dogs are just waiting there for them (laughs) it works it works insanely well at least for a a moment because the dogs are back to being um a threat uh not long after this but i thought this whole sequence is i mean it's it's meant to be a joke but it's really dumb yeah it's weird because like i can tell you uh my dog batman does not like ice cubes yeah, my dog does like ice cubes, oh. but not this much. Right, well, like, does your dog get excited over ice cubes? Not... Or will just eat ice cubes? Well, my dog likes, uh, it's kind of a treat, especially when it's hot for the dog, and she like as long as they're small enough, she likes kind of crunching, crunching on them, but, um, I, I wouldn't be able to get my dog to do any sort of tricks or behave herself, um with just ice <laughs> but these dogs maybe because they are cerberus and from the uh the fiery pits of hades see that that ice bone and are um are into it that's a good point maybe i should stop trying to feed batman those like whiskey size ice balls because he'll never eat one of those <laughs> it's just too big yeah just a little big okay <laughs> um my, my bad and uh i like that that um so the cyclops has power breath which is fun um he just blows on firestorm and just wrecks her shit um and then iceman puts cerberus in the fucking stockades (laughs) just like do you you could just freeze i mean they are a fictional creature and they are a construct by a power mad idiot just freeze them in a block of ice dude now you're getting creative come on now hey but he doesn't want to kill him they're trying to detain so yeah i respect but that. they are they are not a thing they're just they are a uh they are a, a construct by that is a basically as good as a, a hologram or whatever i don't know we don't know if they're alive or not yeah I guess, like, that's fine. I guess we don't know i mean they're not a long they're not alive for long um, because they are banished um, to the same sort of uh, uh, hell-like limbo that uh, Genghis Khan was uh, <laughs> was banished to as well, I guess. Um, but now the shit gets real weird um, yeah. because Doom is frustrated, so he he's now he's going to start throwing out suggestions like he's at an improv show. <laughs> yeah, he's like, give me an occupation. And Doom is like, alien! <laughs> like, alright. Do a weird alien! Um, and he does. Yeah. Uh, Frump creates what he calls the weirdest creature in the universe, and that shit's pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. 
it's not it's not a it's not a gray it's kind of like a cross between like a mind flare a gelatinous cube uh octopus like and it makes a horrendous sound yeah it's a real terrifying little shit and um it has answers to all of our heroes powers um yeah like uh, uh what's it Firestar's fires like cooled down because it just like breathes cool air or some shit Iceman can't do anything because it just heats up yeah it has these like little these little tentacles that produce like this ice melting gas and of course you know it spider-man can't stick on it because it's like a gelatinous blob and um in fairly short order it has them all incapacitated and and it's uh it's gross uh squid tentacles Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but they're not the only uh they're not the only thing that gets that get uh abducted by this this horrifying alien dr doom just like (laughs) attacks Aunt May uh, because she's horrified with what's unfolding and uh, she tips over the edge of the balcony and I guess arguably is saved by this alien who scoops her up in the uh, in her um, or in its uh, its flailing tentacles well, I think Dr. Doom got cancelled at this part because he calls Aunt May a foolish female yeah he's a real I mean Dr. Doom is is really doubling down on his piece of sh- shitness so he he, he really he, I mean she's just an old woman and he thinks that like obviously Frump is, is enamored with May and um, uh, he thinks I guess that just taking her out of the picture by throwing her over the edge of this balcony w- will will sort of like out of sight out of mind I suppose but um but it really kind of backfires because instead of just wishing that everything would go back to normal um who Mr. Frump has another wish up his sleeve yeah here he, here he goes Aunt May is now in the grasp of the alien Spider-Man sees his aunt there yells out to Frump and says do whatever you want to me but save Aunt May Right? That is a Spider-Man thing to do. Sure. So, Frump, who dismissed Genghis Khan, Cerberus, and the Cyclops in favor of doing this thing. Instead of dismissing it, like you said, just making it all go away or whatever, turns into Super Frump, the most powerful hero in the world. (laughs) Uh, Complete with whole costume, with a, a F on his chest... He flies around, he can shoot laser beams, and then my favorite part, he lands on the ground, and he does like this incredible Hulk stomp, it cracks the ground open, monster falls in, and then the hole magically fills in. Yeah. As, this, this, these are the powers of the amazing Ponchy Wonder Frump. Yeah, he, 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 it, 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 it's like you could do anything. Yeah. So he's like, well, I want to fly around. But again, he just wants that fun. So I guess this is fun to him. Because the minute he does that, he's like, I'll, you know, I'm ready to fight you all. And they're like, we don't want to fight you, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this scene is great because the heroes are literally like, he's like, yeah, now I'm ready to, I'm super powered. I can take you all on. 
And they're like, we don't want to fight you. And he's like, whatever. Your tree, your your feet are roots now. Yeah, you're rooted to the ground. He then grabs Aunt May and bombs off. Yeah. He just like picks her up, starts flying like Superman and Lois. Mm-hmm. And then like, it, it, this is the point where then um, they take off. Doom realizes that Frump is kind of mad with power and this isn't going to go well no matter how it was. So he proposes a team up with uh, Spidey, the, the, the Spidey friends. But they don't like the idea, but then Doom's like, I'll tell Frump to create a giant lawnmower. So he's just like threatening them to join up with him. Yeah. It, it, but, you know, it's fair. He can't best Frump. At this point, Frump has too many powers, so he has to outsmart Frump, which is appears to be very easy. Oh, yeah. His plan is... <laughs> There's no reason why this plan should work, but it works flawlessly because the heroes eventually acquiesce and decide and uh, agree to um, work with them. And not a moment too soon because... Um, the power has truly gone to Frump's head, and yeah. now that Aunt May is saying, "Well, you know, you're you're kind of being a like a, you're." Take me back this instant, you cruel and arrogant, and I don't like you anymore. Don't make me angry, May Parker. E- an egotistical dickhead. He is just like, well, I don't like you anymore, and <laughs> he just he does not he um he he is just over her completely. You yeah, be careful what you say, May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he threatened he he uh, he drops a thinly veiled threat, um, just like descending rapidly at a sonic pace into the uh in in into toxicity. And, um, what I think was, so the idea that, the idea that Dr. Doom has is when Frump eventually shows back up, they, he will be sort of like whispering (laughs) with the heroes. Quietly this time. Yep. Much quieter this time. And Frump will show up and he will be jealous that they were talking, or he'd be wondering what they were talking about yes and and it works like a fucking charm because he's like oh i was just telling them that uh your powers are about to run out unless i do this incantation and then the people the spider-man and iceman and firestar firestar are like oh yeah yeah that's that's exactly what he said and frump's like okay great just do it then i believe you i believe everyone everyone's on my side just to go ahead I like how their hands are behind their back with their fingers crossed. Yes. Like, that matters. <laughs> it is, uh, you know, in a nod for the kids, probably, and yeah. to sort of, like, drive home what's actually happening here. They are lying. Uh, Doom is lying. And Doom is lying not only to Frump, but also our heroes, as he, um, mm-hmm. he, <laughs> he quickly uses some sort of beam to sculpt a new amulet out of a, a hunk of gold. Right. Like no, a dial. Right, like that's yeah, a handy three D printer beam he's got. Yeah, holy shit! Like he he could do a lot of good with that. Yeah, and and again, hard to parse what the rules are in this show because the 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 dial thing works like a charm, no problem. Because 
it starts the 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 ceremony starts and it shoots up a beam from this fake amulet and just works yes yeah so that's cool i guess yeah i think what happens is like uh, they go they, they they did we mention they went back to the embassy like everything was reset right um well dr doom says if you want me to do this incantation we need to go back to the roof of the embassy and so that's where they they find themselves and then what ensues is a pretty tense fight where everyone's kind of trying to get the amulet before the beam comes back down and bestows incredible power on doom and it kind of reminded me of the scene in an infinity war where um each of the heroes is trying to get uh is trying to stop uh thanos from snapping um and uh they they each kind of contribute to the the stopping thanos from snapping in a different way and i mm-hmm. thought um there was echoes of that scene in this scene i thought it was it was like the the first time in the entire episode where it felt like there were stakes these heroes are fighting on the rooftop um trying to prevent the amulet from falling into dr doom's hands because they re- spider-man realizes what doom did but he's like that's a fake amulet and then um what do they do i think does spider-man web it and throw it in the air for um firestar yeah and then firestar just like chucks it into the beam um and has she just has a great arm she has a perfect float throw yeah because that thing fucking blows up um it's destroyed <laughs> but there's a great there's a great bit of dialogue doom um just dumps some exposition being like well there's another amulet and i'll always i'll never stop until i find it by yeah he's like boop yeah, it's kind of a, a rough animation because i swear you see the line you do it first for a second yeah you just like <laughs> they're just literally moving that piece that gel or you know that that um that cell up the up the background at the at yeah. first it's like that episode with Poochie. Yeah. He's like, I must go home now. <laughs> and you just see the animation cell slide up. <laughs> That's what it was like. It totally was. And um and then as I alluded to earlier, um the like <laughs> I guess I guess once this kind of ritual happens, then it happens again and the, the power is taken away, everything just resets. So that even just resets he's doom even tells me like no one will remember yeah, any of this. no one will remember this and so um i can only assume that doom will also not remember he's going to look for the other amulet but that's fine we can say that for another day but there's a little gag at the end where um you know the the i think is uh spider-man and iceman and and firestar are talking and and one of them says well i can't believe well we won't remember something that's so crazy and then I think it was Iceman goes, remember what? Yeah. <laughs> and then Spider-Man <laughs> shrugs to credits. Ugh. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, as they're, like, flying him through the air, it kind of he kind of forgets what had happened. And he's like, oh, well, back to square one. And, uh, but, you know, there's a little bit of kindness that is visited upon him before the episode ends. And that is he uh, gets his precious cat, his shows up. And he exclaims, she likes me. Yeah, fucking weird. Sad Frump continues his sad life. And and then it's credits. And it's, uh, the episode's over. And the, the, (laughs) 
<laughs> what happened in the episode is meaningless and, and it might as well never happen because no one remembers. Exactly. That's why I love the episode. <laughs> yep. So, with every uh, piece of pop culture that we endlessly dissect, uh, John, would you say this deserves to be on somebody else's saga, their pop culture saga? Do they, does this deserve to have a precious spot, a way marker on their journey to pop discovery? 100%. Mm-hmm. I would say that if you, uh, and I'm 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 taking nostalgia out of this. Let's just break it down for what it is. It's a Spider-Man cartoon within the Spider-Man world. It did not need to explain anyone's origins because they were expecting everyone who was watching it would know these people's origin stories, with exception of Firestar, which they do in a later episode, and they tell the origin for Iceman too. It's an origin for him, but it's very faithful to the Marvel world at that time. Um, The style of the characters themselves were all based off of John Romita Sr. style art. That Peter Parker is like a quintessential John Romita Sr. slash Jr. to a degree look for Spider-Man. So like like I was saying, when I think of Peter Parker, this is the Peter Parker I see. When I hear Peter Parker, this is the Peter Parker I hear. Because um, I think Dan Gilvezon's, like, portrayal of both Spider-Man and Peter Parker were very true to the characters. Um, they're a lot of fun. They're as zany as comic books. Um, they have great sound, and it really lays out like anything in the future that you see um, from, you know, the 90s Spider-Man cartoon to Into the Spider-Verse. I will say that for me, I would say, okay, so I'll, I'll, I will say, yes, you should check this out. Maybe one or two episodes. Um, if you are a huge Spider-Man fan and if you're looking to sort of um, track back uh, American animated television from sort of an archaeological standpoint. Um, I think that this is a very interesting show. That being said, I think if you don't have any uh, nostalgic connection to it, it's a tough watch um, because I think that there are funny parts, there are interesting parts. Um, but the, a lot of the show is just sort of, uh, corny in that seventies and eighties way that if you are not looking for that, I think you're going to have a hard time sort of like getting into these stories because they don't, they don't benefit from like a, a great myth arc. Um, and then like the, the, the stories within them are fairly corny, um, so I guess if you go into that knowing that and you're a huge Spider-Man fan and you um, are are going back through all of those uh, cartoons you love, you've never seen it before, then yeah, check out a couple episodes. Um, but I, I think this is maybe, I don't know if it's essential on your, on your personal pop uh, culture uh, journey. I think there's better Spider-Man cartoons out there. Um, Although, I think if you are a fan of Firestar, then you probably owe it to yourself to just check this out. Just because this is where she's from, 
but that being said uh, i would say i would give it you know not thumbs up not thumbs down maybe just thumbs in the middle <laughs> so if you are a spider-man fan and you call yourself that and you want to know all things or see things with spider-man yeah this is definitely a watch is it a hard watch yeah anything that's old is hard to watch because it's going to be slower than what you're used to now but i think in certain instances it's good to honor the past if that makes sense sure like yeah a few episodes going through this yeah I, i'm not <laughs> going to tell you to watch all 24 but i would definitely say like the fantastic mr frump i think is a great episode um i have a lot of fun with it it's corny as shit but it's a lot of fun it plays um, like a twilight zone episode so i i yeah, would say the, take that take that as you take that as you will the green goblin episode is a great one uh, the triumph of the green goblin that one you feel real bad for norman osborne in that one uh he is obviously uh me- very mentally ill in this universe and is it really wants to be better so um lots of tragedy in that guy also <laughs> there's just some stuff in there oh boy anyway um so i hope i hope very much that you enjoyed our breakdown of this uh this 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 kind of um it's a little bit off the beaten path it's not maybe not as um it's maybe not as as a like big of a pop culture icon as some of the other stuff we've done in the past but uh i hope you like it because we'll be doing all sorts of weird stuff like that we're gonna go we're gonna get into all the nooks and if you're lucky the crannies um especially the crannies um (laughs) so so please join us next week for another episode of pop saga hot fresh off the presses weeks ago um (laughs) uh, and i would say that i hope you stay happy i hope you stay healthy and we'll see you next week yeah bug off (laughs) oh wait a minute it's me 13 year old john and i'm a bug now oh this is crazy maybe i'll be bug man Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy uh-huh. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies A couple of nerds, but got style We so cool, pop culture Talking new and old school, yeah You should know we love hip-hop From the roots, Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch, we giving you what you want It don't get no liver, ain't no doubt we gotcha This is Pop Saga, let's go Oh yeah, you heard right This is a lifestyle, welcome to the nerd life Pop Saga